We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek Paul with Michael Stewart. And guess who's back? Back again. The man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower. Dude, welcome back to the party. How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. How about you? Well, I, I gotta be honest. Outside of my normal trash talk, I've got a warm fuzzy in a non-perverted way that you're back, man. <laughs> welcome back. How you doing? Overall, I mean, tell people where you've been. Oh, man, that's a long story. Um, I went back to school and uh, decided to start a a new career. So now I'm a licensed home inspector for doing residential home inspections. Exciting, huh? Well, you worked your tail off for it, though, so I would say it is pretty exciting. Oh, I did work my tail off for it, you know, being uh, 53 years old and going back to college and trying to learn stuff that you haven't really done before. I mean, I've been a builder my whole life, so, you know, I get part of it. But, yeah, I managed to pass, and now it's time to move on to bigger and better. Mike, dude, how you doing? 
Hey, man, we're doing good. We're doing good, man. I'm glad to hear uh, Big Norm is doing big things. And so, uh, man, excited for, for the news 2019 adventures that we're all uh, digging into. And uh, good to see you always as well. Well, thanks. Um, it's a little weird. I was telling Norm, I was telling Mike before the show tonight, it was almost a year ago where Mike was on the show as a guest. And you and I were the host, and now you're back, kind of hanging out as a guest, and Mike's the host. Just kind of a little bit weird, a different parallel here. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, I'm pretty fortunate to have been hosting this podcast with two awesome dudes over the last couple of years, and I'm pretty thankful for that. And all the same to you guys, to you both, happy Father's Day. I know that you had a lot of things going on with your families today, and so thanks for taking the time to, to rock and roll some Rams talk. Well, happy Father's Day to you, too. Absolutely. All right, so folks, this episode is sponsored by Jim Hawk and his book, Hollywood's Team. Don't forget, later on we'll talk about but his book was a lot to do with Father's Day last year. We'll talk about that. Also remind you that we're available anywhere podcasts can be found, including Spotify, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. You can also find our podcast listed with Clutch Points. They feature an awesome app that puts loads of NBA and NFL information at your fingertips. I guarantee you, if you go there now, you're going to find lots of stuff with the Lakers and AD on their docket. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And don't forget the other shows in our network, including Rams Uncensored. That is our Rated R podcast. Norm, I think you should go on that show, by the way. You should totally yeah, go on that, that sounds show. Like, that sounds like my speed. We'll make it happen. And, of course, Bunning Heads with Steve and Johnny. And, hey, by the way, I've been mentioning here, here and there, Norm, but you've got a new show coming about breaking down film. You want to kind of give an eye of you what you're going to be doing? Well, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> well, uh, what you no, will be I, doing. No, I'm going to spend some time really breaking down different offenses, especially the Rams offense. It's new to all of us in the last few years, and I'm familiar with it. So I'm going to kind of take some time and really make sure that for those people that don't really understand the X's and O's, I'm going to kind of, you know, lay it out for them, as well as how the defense works with it and so forth and so on. And with all the changes to the offensive line this year, defensive line and linebacker, we're going to want to see what you see. So that's going to be an awesome show. I'm looking forward to it. Just need you to pick a name, by the way. Yeah, I'm working on it. Also, folks, just real quick, we have a new contest underway with, with the Apple iTunes stuff. Once with 200 five-star reviews, one lucky winner will get a semi dollars gift certificate to NFLshop.com. This is how it works. Head over to iTunes. Leave a five-star review and send us an email at RamsTop1945 with a copy of your entry so we know who to enter into the contest. We'll also read your feedback on the show. Okay, so here we are. To the meat of the discussion, this week, guys, Phil Sims released his... Not Phil Sims, jeez. I wish it was Phil Sims. Chris Sims, his son, released his top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL. He ranked Jared Goff at number 19. Now, before I get my, give you my initial reaction, I want to hear yours. I'm going to start with our guest, Norm. Uh, what's your initial reaction to hearing somebody say he's the 19th best quarterback in the NFL right now? Well, it's, it's Chris Sims. I mean, take it for what it's worth. He, he's, he's got his moments, but, you know, let's say, okay, he was right on Blake Bortles, and now we have Blake Bortles. So I don't know how that's going to work out for us, but he gets overly critical in some areas. He's not critical enough in others, and I think he's really far off when it comes to Jared Goff. Why do you think he's really far off with Jared Goff? Uh, well, he likes to be critical, and I think what he's not taken to account here is he's been under McVay for how long? Two years. Yeah. First year, playoffs. 
second year, Super Bowl. I mean, it's not just the offense. It's not just the defense. It's not just the coaching. He had a lot to do with it. And I, I don't see how you can put him that far down, considering where he's taken us. Well, Mike, what do you think? Well, you know, I, I agree with Norm in regards to, you know, where is the ranking coming from? You know, he, Chris was a former quarterback, you know, averaged by by best standards, if you will. He made the league, I guess, and, and played a couple of years, whatever his career was like. And so he, he's part of, you know, doing something to, you know, I don't want to say get some hits on his page or what have you, but. You know, you just got to look at the body of work. You know, a ranking is a ranking. You know, for someone like Jared, he's probably not losing any sleep over it. But you got to figure a guy who has been deep into the playoffs and then to the Super Bowl, 19 might be a little far down, you know. A little far down? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We keep saying look at his numbers. And I guess for Chris Sims, his argument is, well, he's he's a system quarterback. But there are several times this year where, where he made plays that weren't just a system thing. And if we're going to make arguments based on system quarterbacks, then there's one in the league we can make a total case on, and his name happens to be Tom Brady. I mean, if you want to make an argument on a system quarterback, that would be him. I don't, now, I'm not saying he is, by the way. I'm not saying he is. But he's been playing the same offense for years, and... You can make that case with him. You can make that case with several quarterbacks in the league. If you're going to go there, I think you're wrong. I'm looking at Jared Goff's numbers right now. At 13-3, he leads the team this year. 364 completions for 561 yards. He raises his completion percentage to 64.9. That's up from 62.1. 4,688 yards passing. 32 touchdowns. 12 interceptions. That's a little bit higher than last year. But 8.4 yards on average, 12.9 for completion, 293 yards a game, a 101 rating, and his best QBR yet at 65.4. So what I see is a quarterback who's getting better, who's growing, who is still going to make his mistakes. He's still young. How old is he? Like 24? He's still a pup in this game right now as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I just don't see how you can make that argument and rank other people who are even younger, more experienced ahead of him based on what? Because you think he's just part of the system? I just don't see it. Well, I mean, everyone at the end of the day who's played in this league at that position is a system quarterback. If Josh Rosen was a system quarterback, he would still be in Phoenix. But they went out and got a quarterback who Coach Kingsbury thinks he can help run his system better than the other guy you know you can go down the list of them i mean we watched joe willie namath back in the day was he a system quarterback when he was with the jets and then when he came to my lovely rams he was a shell of himself now you can say you know knee injuries and all those things but you can go down the list you know people forget that uh well i don't know if they forget but i'm gonna remind us uh a guy I played a lot against was steve young when he's with tampa he was just running quarterback. When he went to Frisco, he still was a running quarterback, but he also could then throw. But he was now in a system that took his strengths and weaknesses and made him, you know, supreme and, you know, Super Bowl rings and, you know, Hall of Fame. So everybody's a system quarterback at that position. Norm? Well, where does he have Mahomes? Number one. Well, I, I figured that. And 
the two went head to head, and what happened? I think he performed as well as Mahomes. Yeah, he didn't throw a no look pass, but you could see those passes that he laid right on the money. You know, that one to Gerald Everett down the sideline. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he performed as well as Mahomes did in that game. I think Mahomes actually performed a little bit worse. And so overall, I don't know how you can put him so low. How can you make the argument when Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns last year, though, overall? Well, they didn't try to run the ball as much. Well, hold on. Let me, let me clarify. Are you saying a little bit worse in that game or for the season? Well, I'm saying if you look at him head-to-head in that okay. game, he was a little worse in that game. But if you look at it overall, you know they lost their running back, and Mahomes had to throw a lot more. Where we didn't lose our running back necessarily till the very end of the season. All right, so let me let's try this. I'm going to run off a list of quarterbacks here. I'm going to start at number 32 on this list, Josh Allen. Now I'm going to ask you guys straight up: Is Goff ranked higher than each one? Say yes or no. Ready? Yeah. All right, Josh Allen. Yes. Yes. Blake Bortles. Yes. Yes. Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Yes. Alex Smith. Yes. Yes. Nick Mullins. Yes. Yes. Case Keenum. Yes. Yes. Joe Flacco. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so we're still going here. Okay. We're at 25 Eli Manning. Uh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sam Darnold. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we're at 23 Lamar Jackson. Yes. Yes. Derek Carr. Yes. Yes. Marcus Mariota. I hate saying it, but yes. Mike? Yeah. Jameis Winston? Yes. 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 Okay, now we're at 19. This is where Chris Sims says he was. 19, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, he's better than Trubisky. Well, right now, In my he's, opinion. Right now he's got a better proven track record, track record than Trubisky, so yes. Okay, and, and last year, by the way, his numbers were, were 3,223 yards in 14 games. Nice percentage, 66.6%. 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. So, yes, yes. Um, 18, here we go. They had Dak Prescott ranked 18th. He's more like 30. So, yes. <laughs> so hard on Dak. My, Dak? <laughs> I, what? I think they could be right in there. Did you see the show uh, where Dak Prescott was throwing against Carr's brother, the former Carr? It was a TV show, right? Yeah. Carr hit every target. Dak hit none of them. <laughs> it was a That's TV because show. Carr has a, Carr has a training school here in Bakersfield, so he's throwing all the time. Yeah, well, so should Dak. <laughs> <laughs> he should be right. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, so Norm says yes, Mike, Warrior and Dak. I'm saying they're probably either or. Oh, come on, make a call. Jeez. Well, I, I would I would probably have Dak a little bit ahead okay. when you look overall people to work with scheme that whole thing. All right, so there, Andy Dalton. No, he's better than. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Matthew Stafford. Mm, no, and I mean no this time. No, not right higher than. Goff's better than him or not? No, Goff's not I'm better. I'm saying I would say yes. Okay. So you think so? They clarify. Norm Norm takes Stafford over Goff, and you're taking Goff over Stafford, Mike, right? Yes, okay. right. So Cam Newton? No. Yes. 
Okay. I'm confused. No to he's not better than or is better than? I'm saying no, he's not better than. Okay. And I'm saying yes, he is better than. Okay. Carson Wentz. Well, this is the the pivotal one right here. Uh, I will say yes, just because he stayed healthier. Michael? I was going to ditto that. Absolutely. Okay. That would be my, yep. Yeah, so that, that's to be determined long term, though. Right. Yes. Right. Kirk Cousins. Yes. yes. <laughs> I say yes. Yes. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Baker. Yes. I'm going to say yes just because we don't have enough on Baker yet. Baker well, Mayfield is high. Well, I like Baker, though. I like Baker a lot, but a lot of the stuff he did last year was he was based more on him just winging it instead of being in a position where he's reading coverage better. Basically, well, Freddie Kitchens covered for a little bit. It's going to be a tell-all this year because we'll he's got out. the receivers and a lot better offense. Yeah, so, so Yes. We'll, we'll see. It. So for now, I'll say yes. Deshaun Watson. Hmm. I'll say yes again just because of the fact that Deshaun's been hurt and there's not enough on him. But Deshaun, healthy Deshaun, yeah, I think they're right there. So they're close. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tom Brady? No. No. Just because uh, Tom Brady has six rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. This would be an interesting one. Hmm. Ben last year, yes. Ben a couple years ago, no. If I had to choose right now between the two, I'd take off. That's how I feel. I feel like Ben's I think Ben's a little more toxic in the locker room right now. His stats aren't aren't really better, all that much better. More interceptions, a couple more touchdown passes, a little bit more yardage and a higher percentage, but he can't run well. And we we've, we've seen the locker room, so I'm gonna take Goff here. I'm happy with Goff there. Matt Ryan. Yes. I think Matt Ryan's more of a system quarterback than any of them, so I'll say yes. Okay. I said yes, too. All right, just so you know, just to know, Matt Ryan last year played 16 games, had a 69.4% completion percentage, 4,924 yards, 35 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. So his numbers are actually better than Goff's. I'd still take Goff. I'd still take Goff. Okay, and, by the way, and I'm looking at the list now where Goff is. Goff on this list is seventh, by the way. Russell Wilson. No. no, no. Russell, Russell's elite. So, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. Andrew Luck. No. Although, again, it's the healthy thing. A healthy Andrew Luck. No. The way Andrew's been the past three years. Yes. Yeah. Right. We're talking about right now, and so if it, if it's right now, though, I given. The town he had around him, given what he had coming in, like, I'm going. I think Andrew Luck's performance last year is one of the better quarterbacking performances we've seen in the last ten years. To be yes, honest, yes, I agree. No, oh, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, Philip Rivers. No, no. Their numbers are similar. Through for a little bit of higher percentage, lower passing yardage, touchdowns, interceptions are the same. Drew Brees. No, no. And of course, Mahomes. I like uh-huh. Mahomes. He's very talented. He put up great numbers, obviously, last year. Put in McVay's offense. I, I, it's kind of a toss-up for me. I think Mahomes is better right now, man. I gotta be honest. As much okay. as I love golf, Mike. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little bit on seeing a little more. But I, if I had to just pick right now, I would. I would. I'm, I would give the nod slightly to Mahomes, just because you know he. You know, I had a lot of adversity losing, running back and different things last night. 
I mean, last year he has a little bit more of the weather he has to deal with. So I'll give my homes the nod. But this will be a good year for all of them. All this said, though, the one thing I like about golf that is this intangible. Every time something bad happens, whether it's his first year or after the Super Bowl, he's never made excuses. He's he's always said, "I will get better. We will be we will be better. I will not let this happen again." That kind of leadership and focus, and he does always get better. So I'm looking towards that idea with him being in that offense with with, with Sean McVay and seeing how good he can be. Tallying this up, I see you guys said one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight, eight. So I got him top ten. We we basically have him right around ten, give or take a number. And I'm sure we can go probably as low as twelve. There's a couple folks are in between, you know, like Dak and and um, maybe Baker Mayfield to a degree, or Cam or Deshaun. So you can kind of play with people around there. But top 12, not 19th. Well, no, I would say in the last two years, he's made it to the playoffs and the Super Bowl. He's been healthy. His numbers have been pretty good. I, I say he's a top 10. You have to if in that case. Well, I can say he's a top 10. I, I think he is probably right at 10 and with, room to grow. With, with room to grow. And a lot of those folks in the top 10 are guys who are going to be leaving the game soon. Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Aaron Rodgers is is heading that way. Philip Rivers is heading that way. Drew Brees is heading that way. So there's plenty of room for him to develop, especially being a third year in that offense now. He's only 24. Well, I'll let you know more. I'll let you more on Cam Newton comparison on week one when I go to yeah. the game. Yeah, you'll be our sideline reporter. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <No>, sir. <laughs> so, Mike, any any last thoughts on these on these? No, rounds? no, I, I definitely, you know, as we went through the list, it's pretty easy for me to see. Yeah, you know, definitely, you know, twelve or better because, uh, as noted, some of those guys that are in the top five or six, you know, they're they're kind of on the downstroke at the end of the day. I mean, they're great quarterbacks, and that's why they've been great for a while. But when you're talking about the new school. And improving, uh, that's why this year will be fun year to kind of watch him now being, you know, stability in the system, stability at, at uh, the head coaching position and, and all those things that can create a sense of calmness. Uh, and then, you know, I still say the X factor with, with Jared, too. Uh, I'm not sure when, when Cooper Cup is due to come back, but. I'm sure there's a comfortability when you just have a, a guy that you click with when he's playing with you, you just have outlets and I'm sure those numbers would have been even better. I think so as well. And of course, if Todd Gurley doesn't get hurt at the end of the year, and apparently he was hurt at the beginning of the year and played third for most of the year. Now they have Daryl Henderson kind of come in there as well. This team actually, to me, offensively has more weapons as long as they protect, protect them at the middle. That's how the roster looks to me, which we'll, we'll talk to Norm about here, especially in a couple minutes. One more thing, one last thing before we move on. I just want to point this out. The rankings from the top 10. I'm, I'm looking at these, these folks that are in this NFL.com article, top 10. Drew Brees is in there. I'm going to make a prediction now. We're going to see some of these guys come back to the pack this year. I think, like for example, Drew Brees. Go back and watch his last few games last year. That entire New Orleans offense at the end of the year last year. Don't tell me he wasn't showing his age. Because he was. Oh, yeah. He, he couldn't throw it as far. Okay. Philip Rivers, he's, well, we'll see how his line does. Let's just say that. 
I look at Aaron Rodgers. I want to see what the heck he does with Matt, under Matt LaFleur. Because I have no faith in Matt LaFleur right now. And, and he's a former Rams coach, but he never made any, he never called any plays until last year with the Titans. Looking at Matt Ryan, I want to see how he does. But how about Ben Roethlisberger in that list? He's ranked number nine no, on this list. No Antonio Brown. No Antonio Brown. No Le'Veon Bell for the second year in a row. The right. team did improve in the draft. But then I also look at Tom Brady, and sooner or later Tom Brady is going to show his age. We actually saw some in the playoffs. He, his arm is not what it was. When, we, when I was doing a, a pre-Super Bowl interview with a couple of our fans, our Patriots fans, they said, we'll just kill you We'll just kill you death by paper cut. And that's exactly what happened. Just a bunch of short, 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 because I hate to say it, but Tom's arm isn't what it was. Yeah, I mean, you only have so many throws in it, you know, when you're talking about preparing an offseason, you're talking about camp, no matter how much they regulate, you're still throwing. And again, you know, as you get older, you're just going to naturally, you know, lose some strength. Now, he's done some great things to extend things. Uh, but one thing we know is athletes, uh, eventually, father time is going to win out. And, you know, as a buddy, of my, a buddy of mine said that we all become an ex at some point in time. So uh, tip my hat to Big Tom. I mean, you know, he's still playing at a, a good level. But, yeah, he's not really throwing that deep in. Yeah, and it, we may see a totally different list this time next year, but I'm just going to wrap this around and finish it. Try and tell me. Just go ahead and really make it a logical, well-thought-out case that Jared Goff is 19th. We just went through all those quarterbacks, and you can't do it. You just can't. The numbers don't fit. All right, so, folks, just a quick shout to our sponsor, Jim Hawk. It was really kind of neat because last year at this time we were doing this, this ad, and it was really about his relationship with his father. It's not just about the Rams. But if you are interested in anything Los Angeles Rams, you want to learn more about the team, check out Jim Hawk's book Hall with seeing great glamour in the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. The book tells the story of the 1950s Rams who lends of Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. Check out the son's story of his father and the team he played for an era of glitz, glamour, and future Hall of Famers. You can read about players like Norm Van Brocklin, Elway, Craig Hirsch, Tom Fears and Les Richter in the story spend the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. Folks, you can find Hawk's book online at hollywoodsteam.com and on Twitter, Hollywood's Team. It's available both in hardback, electronic form, and Amazon on Barnes & Noble. And yes, it'll be on paperback this September 6th. Folks, I've read it. Apparently, Norm read it. I can't believe it, but he did. You did, right? Yes, sir. He did. It's a great read. It supports Homeboy Industries, which is a, a organization out there in the L.A. area that helps pull people out of the gang life and make them productive members of society. It's a great Father's Day gift for your dads. Check it out. Hollywood's Teen Grit, Glamour, and the 19th East Los Angeles Rams by Jim Hawk. It's worth your time. So moving on here, this is the, it's been so long since we checked in with Norm that we just want to have a football talk now, a Rams talk here, because... Mike and I have been chatting throughout the entire offseason about just about everything, just breaking everything down. And we haven't heard jack about what you thought of this offseason. So, Norm, how did the Rams do this offseason? How, how did you kind of take it apart? Well, I bought a Rams-colored boat. So <laughs> that, I think that counts for something. That does. Well, Michael, it's, it, Michael, it's in the chat if you want to see it. <laughs> But you would have you would have bought a Rams car, Burton, no matter what you were doing this offseason. You're you're a Ram nut, always have been. 
Yeah, in Charlotte. <laughs> so I've had a lot of people go, hmm. No, I think I think the Rams did really well this offseason. I'm not on top of my game as I normally am. I not haven't been immersed in it like you guys have uh, because I've been going to school and things like that. But from what I've seen, uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with the draft. Uh, I like the running back they picked up. I like the kid from Washington they picked up at uh, defensive back. And I think if the new guy's taken over, if no boom, and is it Allen going to take over at center? Yep, sure is. If those two can come in and, and play, you know, measurably well compared to Saffold and Sullivan, and we get cut back, I think we're good. I think we're really good. Doesn't it concern you that that's a bunch of ifs? Well, yeah, there's always a bunch of ifs. You know, I mean, we got Clay Matthews. Uh, that's an if. Even though he seems to be a really good player, we don't know how he's going to fit in our defense. Feel pretty good about it, but it's still an if. You know, not having Adonikin Sue. I don't think he really performed well last year until the end of the season. But this new kid from Washington, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Greg Gaines. Yeah, I've watched him a lot, and that kid's a stud. And I think he'll do a better job than Sue in the middle, if you want my honest opinion, for a whole lot less money. That is a hot take, man. That is a hot take right there. That is a hot take. (laughs) Well, I'm a Pac-12 guy, so you know I watch a lot of games, and I've I've watched this kid a lot, especially against Oregon when they've got the you know the running backs going up the middle, and that guy he's taking two, three, four guys out at once, and that's what we wanted Sue to do, but he didn't. So I really think, honestly, out of this draft, I think he's going to be the player that's going to be our best pick overall. Wow earmark that this episode because in a year we may or may not be talking about Greg Gaines in, in the middle there the fourth round pick what did you think about their um about their undrafted free agents and all the other little intangibles uh you know I, I think they picked up some good players you know that that special teams guy that they're they're earmarking for special teams that came from uh what's that show uh something you oh the uh Dwayne Allen is that his name from Texas Tech Yes. Yeah. I that I think that guy is going to be another stud on our our special teams. It's Dakota Allen, sorry. Yeah, Dakota Allen. I think he's going to be a stud, and he wants it bad. He's gone through some trials and tribulations, and he's got a chance to prove himself. And when you got a guy who's got talent, who's got a chip on his shoulder and wants to prove it, and special teams is his place to do it, eh, be ready. So I think I think overall. They had a really solid draft. You know, I wasn't surprised to see him trade back. I think I texted you a couple times during the draft and said, uh, I'm going to bed. I'm not even going to stay because I know they're going to trade again. Well, you need to be honest about that. You didn't just text me that. You just sent me a bunch of expletives. Well, that too. But it was because (laughs) I sat here and watched TV for hours and then no picks. And then they trade again. Then they trade again. I'm like, oh, my God, I've had enough. But. but with what they did, I'm happy with it. Imagine being the podcast that first night, by the <laughs> way, and waiting for those picks to come in and come in and come in. Mike was supposed to be in the podcast and <clears throat> <laughs> bailed on me. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> caught up. You called that one too, Mike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're doing this and we get to pick 14 and we're like, right. here comes the pick. And... <laughs> 15, 16, so all these picks are capping, and we're, now at the Rams pick, they trade back. 
Are you serious? Are yeah, you I was serious? Guys that night, and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, man, oh my is, god, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> oh, all right. So there you go. Those any other thoughts you want to share about the off season? I, I just think it's a really solid off season. I've I've seen them have some some poor ones. I've had them, you know, with some really great ones. This one's a by far above average, and I really think that you know Gaines is going to make a big difference, and so's that that kid at running back that we brought in if he makes the team. There it is, boom, Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson, right? He'll make the team. Well, I'm, I mean, but you got Gurley, and they just signed re-signed Malcolm Brown. But you then don't draft you, somebody at three for him not to make the team. Well, but what? I'm I'm sorry, I'm not. I haven't been around the names as much as you guys lately, but. What's the kid that we got from Tennessee? John Kelly from last year. Well, what year, about right? him? Well, what about him? Will he, will he be a special teamer? I, will he go on the practice squad? What are they going to do with him? I don't know. But I don't think you draft Earl Henderson in the third round for him to just not make the team. He's not Maurice Claret. Well, is he? I don't know. No. Uh, no. I, mean, he, I, I think I think Daryl Henderson is going to be, and that's, this may be a hot take, I think he's going to be, a lot bigger factor than than we think. All right, I'll go one further. I think he's going to be our Kamara. Yes. I'll take that. I would love that. And I would love the ability to, to, to give Todd Gurley a little bit of breathing room. I, you know, that, that reminds me that there was a big, big hubbub on social media this week um, between numerous folks who cover the Rams and watch the Rams on Twitter. And their argument was back and forth. How can you, you know, one person saying, this is all a bunch of smokescreen. There's nothing. There's no evidence that Targo was even injured after the end of the season anyways. And there's some people saying, well, yeah, there is. And I kind of want to bury that and say, well, the evidence is the fact that they took a, thir- they took a running back in the third round. That's your evidence. That, there's, that they're at least preparing for that knee. There's something wrong with Todd's knee. And maybe it's long-term, maybe it's a short-term thing. But you are preparing for the, a possible need to fill by drafting Daryl Henderson. Anybody want to disagree with that take? No, I agree. I agree. I, I I just, you know, I mean I'm I keep looking over these reports and, you know, they're saying his workload and he's working with a, you know, his private trainer as well. But I, I just it just seems something is something is up. I, I don't have a problem if Todd Gurley goes down and we have Henderson, Brown yeah. and the kid from Tennessee. You know, you take those three and put them on the field. I think they'll they'll do a fine job. Yep, it's a pretty deep running back class they have there. Yeah, it is. It's a pretty deep class, and then you also have uh, Matt Colburn there as well, who may or may not make the team. And he did a great job at Wake Forest. He may, I help. I think he'll make it at least as a special teamer, if not more. So they have done a good job in finding depth in weird places, and I'm not going to fight that at all. All right, sponsorship. Folks, we would definitely would love to have some advertisers here with us. We have some openings for it. So reach out to us at ramstock 1945 or leave us a voicemail at 657-666-5453. We have a media kit ready to get out to you. Also, don't forget, if you are an Angels fan out in the area, we have an Angels podcast going called Talking Halos. It's doing pretty well, and we're pretty thankful for those who are listening in. We have been talking about a Dodgers podcast for a while. Um, we have a couple... A couple irons in the fire. That's a, that's a line I learned from Norm, by the way. On that one, we're working on it. But if you are doing it, go hey, Dodgers. Well, why don't you do it, Norm? 
Yeah, like I've been on this one a lot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. Okay, uh, moving on. Other things on social media this week actually came from us. Our guy, Josh Kolak, wrote an article on the top five underrated Rams running backs. And, oh, my gosh, did our Twitter feed blow up. It was all over the place. And that got me thinking, you know, this would probably make a really good conversation for us to have because you guys have both watched a lot of Rams football. And, Mike, you played a lot of Rams football. And I'm the youngest one here, and I've seen a lot of Rams football. So when it comes to your mind, what are your top five underrated Rams in franchise history? Are you talking running back or overall? Overall. Okay. Top five. Go for it, Mike. <laughs> Man, that's hard. I mean. He just threw you under a bus. <laughs> yeah, you just, I mean, you, you, you have a lot of underrated. I think, I don't know if they're underrated, but, you know, some of the guys I played with, you know, a Johnny Johnson, uh, you know, tremendous. Obviously, Nolan Cromwell. You know, we we had... You know, just some some great receivers in there. Be you know, Henry Ellert, I think is really underrated overall. Uh, I thought he probably one of the best up there with with Tory in the gang. Who else? Who else? Uh, who are some of the guys? I mean, even you know, going back to guys like uh, you know Billy Waddy, you know, guys like that. So you know, Carl Eckern, I think he's you know in Ram circles. But, you know, just kind of overall, I mean, his life obviously was cut short. So those are just some that kind of come to mind real quick. Norm? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go old school. Eddie Meter. That guy was a stud on the football field, deserves to be in the fame, and uh, didn't get near the credit he was due. Uh, I, like the, I like the Ellard comment. I think Henry Ellard made, was a huge different maker. Even though he still gets a lot of credit, I think Nolan Cromwell was another guy that was underrated. You know, then you got your very, our very own Michael Stewart. <laughs> 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 got to throw him in there. I think Mike Jones. You know, I mean, he saved a Super Bowl for us, yeah. but he was a big time player for us too. Well, it's my turn here, and I think Norm, you just kind of stole this one from me, but I think you know my affinity for Eddie Matter. You know, having done a lot of studying for articles with him, interviews with him, I've come to believe that he is a massively underrated member of of the Rams alumni that should be thought of. There are several from the 40s and 50s. I would be, I think I would be intellectually dishonest to say I think they're as underrated as they are because I just don't have enough information on them and have not seen enough film on them to make the judgment call. So I'm kind of apprehensive to go back to the 40s and 50s. But any matters, one. I'd say Steven Jackson, to me, does not get credit for being the running back he was. This is a guy who played. He was it for the Rams offense for several years. Was beaten up, abused, hit, 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 and some more. And he still had a wonderful career. Again, I believe 12,000 yards. The Rams' top running back in history in terms of yardage. And I think he deserves more credit. I would go Leonard Little as a guy, a pass rusher, who was very, very good. And we don't really see a whole lot of him because of some of the other players that came around at that time. I'm going to go back to... It's a tough list. It is a tough list. I would say Todd Light. Yeah. 
Todd Light was very good, very underrated. I think if he's on a better team during the era, we're, t- we're talking much differently about his career. And T Light, yeah, Todd Light. <laughs> you remember him? And I, yes, we do. You know, somebody we, that really deserves credit and should be listed more is Rich Saul. The man should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, there's another one that should be in the Hall. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of Rams that should be in. There the Hall. are. I mean. You, you're talking about one of the great all-time receivers in Harold Jackson, and I don't know if because he he had a split career career he was here one time, then he was back for another three or four years. Uh, but you know, tremendous guy who who didn't miss games, uh, led the league in receiving a number of times, five-time Pro Bowler. So Harold Jackson's a guy too that I think uh, goes under the radar a lot. I mean, if you think of, if you look at him in his career, and, and I'm talking about Harold Jackson, what I think what kills him is the fact that he never really had a consistent quarterback. And that, and that hurts him tremendously. Uh, it, we may be talking about a different career with him had he had a, a franchise quarterback. Let's just say instead of the Cowboys getting Roger Staubach, the Rams get Roger Staubach. Right. Or even somebody who is in that neighborhood. So some of the. Some of the top fives that other people sent us, just to kind of read them off to you, throw some names at you guys and see what you think. Uh, this is from, let me see here. I'm pulling a bunch up right now. This is from Mr. Free Trials at Chocolate Mass. Love that name. <laughs> <laughs> he says Johnny Hecker, James Laurinaitis, Will Witherspoon, Chris Long, and Steven Jackson. I'll say Laurinaitis definitely. His career was he was very solid at the middle until the end where things kind of fell apart for him. I, th- I, I Johnny Hecker, I don't know how you can say Johnny Hecker's un- underrated. Everybody knows who Johnny Hecker is. Uh, I think he's the top-rated punter and even maybe special teamer in the league. Yeah, I mean, he can do a lot. Uh, Chris Long, I'm going to have a hot take there. I'll let you guys go first. Chris Long? No. Uh. I, I I think it depends. Chris was solid, but I don't know if maybe because of his last name, it's a little bit more. I'm not sure. I think it had more to do with when he played, you know, for the Rams, the era they were in. If he were to be a young Chris Long right now with our team, yes. I think he'd be a very big impact player. Here's the thing is, I disagree. Chris Long had a fine career. He's, he's a good guy. But as a number two pick in the draft who had all this hubbub following the pedigree of Howie Long, I got to be honest, I expected more out of him in his career. And I'm not saying he in any way deserves criticism for the career he had. He had a very good career. It's just I personally expected more given his pedigree and where he was drafted. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think that's where you find this game is a team sport because – you know, you look at his dad when he played with the Raiders. I mean, he got guys like Lyle Alzado and other guys around you that now allows you to to kind of do up. Uh, I go with Norm. I think, you know, the young long, you know, came through when kind of like you were saying about T. Light, you know, Todd came in, you know, uh, one of our top picks. I think it was what, 92? Yeah, somewhere in there, 91. 91, 92. 91, yeah. Uh, Jeff Fisher days, and I remember we had <laughs> these commercials light at the end of the tunnel, and so, but it was a big thing because he he, if you you know I don't know if you remember, but he he ended up kind of replacing Jerry Gray, who was a great 
corners well out of Texas and safety. Jeez. We forgot uh, him for the underrated. League. Yeah, you know he's uh, definitely underrated, Jerry Gray. So, uh, but it just it just depends. For some reason, if your team is not winning enough, that kind of gets put off on you as a player. But I'm going to counter that and say winning, yes, but he was playing opposite of Leonard Little. True. Not, not, not Leonard Little. Sorry, I'm not Leonard Little, but um. James Hall, who did very well, and later on Robert Quinn is peak. And I just feel like, you know, given that split at pass rush, he probably should have done more. I, again, I don't mean that I'm not trash his career. I'm just thinking he probably should have done a little bit more. That's all I'm saying. Well, and I feel the same way about Laurinaitis. I, and I would agree with that. I, I, I believe he is underrated for his production, but he didn't last as long as he should have. He wasn't as dominant in the middle as he should have been. Productive, but not dominant. How's that sound? Yeah, he was very productive. I just don't think he was as dominant as you expected him to be. And I know yeah. he's a an Ohio State boy, so no, I'm, no, not, I'm not. I'm not saying it for that. No, I'm well aware of his flaws. Honestly, I mean, I should. I expect a little bit more of him in terms of longevity, and I expected more out of him in terms of more than just being a tackling machine. But I can't fault him because. The the linebackers he had with him weren't exactly the the uh, the most productive guys either. But when I'm looking at like Chris Long, for example, look Chris Long go, you had a you had a partner on the other side to take some of the pressure off you. So I'm wondering why you just didn't do a little more. Does that make sense? Yeah, I loved Leonard Little, man. Oh, I did. I I met him up in Seattle uh, after a game, and he's he's a heck of a dude. Ben Held writes Jim Collins, the A's offensive line, Henry Ellard, Jim Youngblood, and Monty Jackson. I'm going to come right to you, good sir, Mike. The A's offensive line, how do you feel about that? Was he down with that one? Which one? The A's offensive line. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that definitely the A's offensive line. I mean, those are some good years in there. Yeah. So uh, who else we got here? Someone said Jeff Wilkins, the kicker. A couple people said Jeff Wilkins. This guy, that guy, is this this guy Thor, London Fletcher, Dre Bly, Flipper Anderson, Tony Zendejas. Yeah. Zindy, yes. I would say Flipper for sure. I think if Flipper had some help in beyond offensively beyond 90, 91, 92, we may be talking about a different career for Flipper Anderson. Yeah. Uh, see Dre Bly, too. I love Dre Bly. I wish he would have stuck around. Yeah. We, See, here's a L.A. Dub, Steven Jackson, James Laurinaitis, Leonard Little. Little. Little's popping up a lot here. Robert Quinn and Chris Long. Bob Sacamano says James Hall, Grant Wistrom, Todd Light, Tremaine Johnson, and Greg Bell. Grant Wistrom, for sure. Yeah, he was, one of, he was one of my guys. He's a stud. He should, he should get more credit. I don't agree with Tremaine Johnson, to be honest. I thought a lot of times Tremaine Johnson was actually overrated. Yeah. I'm just sorry. I don't, I don't agree with Tremaine there. My personal opinion. Uh, Mark Essa, London Fletcher, Pete Holohan, Henry Pete Ellard. Holohan, yes. yeah, Pete Holohan, yes. Pete Holohan. some names. Leonard Little, DeMarco Farr. DeMarco. Also, yep, DeMarco Farr. Bob Sakamal comes back again with Kevin Green as well, and he'll add Will Witherspoon. Witherspoon just didn't play, play there enough. I'm not yeah. sure what people are saying him. And Green went on to Pittsburgh, and that kind of gave everybody up. That's on the Rams, though. 
It was. They, they let a couple good guys go. <clears throat> Michael. So, <laughs> Patrick Lowen says Henry Ellard. Isaiah Butch Robertson. Robinson. I don't know. I think Isaiah gets a lot of credit. I think he does. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence McCutcheon. McCutcheon. What? Yeah. Yep. Underrated. Yeah. Uh, Nolan Cromwell and Rich Saul. We're seeing a lot of Rich Saul here. Yeah. This is James at JC Machine 4. Says, if Tremaine doesn't get a shout here, I will be heated. Well, I heated. the opposite, dude. I'm sorry. I think he's <laughs> overwritten. Uh, Pro Football Journal replied. They said, Leonard Little, Eddie Metter, Michael Brockers, Dwayne Putnam, and Larry Brooks. Rookie, yeah. Larry I Brooks. Say, I would say Larry Brooks. Definitely. Yep. Well, if you say clutch, you got to throw in Cullen Bryant. Yes, sir. Cullen Bryant. Let's go here. Some more from Tommy underscore dub 91. Says Steven Jackson. James Hall. Hall was underrated. I would agree with that. Leonard Little. He gets up again. Pisa. Tinio Samoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him. Wish he would have stuck around. Adam Timmerman. Yep. And are we done here? Nope. Steve Unger, S. Unger four two two two, says John Capaletti, Jack Snow, John Al- Capaletti, yeah. yes, Alvin <laughs> Haymond and Cullen Bryant. Yeah, there's some good ones in there. Yeah, there's Fred, some good ones. You go Fred Mitchell at Go Ram PA, Cullen Bryant, Kevin Green, Jerome Bettis, Grant Wistrom, and Carl Eckern. I'm going to throw out. I you know Jerome Bettis was great for what two years there. And the Rams let him go. I can't call yeah. him underrated. It's not. He had a Hall of Fame career. How's he underrated? I disagree. Unless yeah, you just I don't see him the being time underrated. with the Rams. Well, yeah. no, he was great with the Rams. We all know he was great. Yeah. Kevin Green being the same thing. Uh, I think he was great. I don't think anybody who. I, I don't think many people would, would think that he wasn't great during his time with the Rams. But he does have Carl Lecker on that list. And I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Edward Richtofen, Light Shadow Wolf. Steven Jackson again. Ar- uh, here we go. Adam Archuleta. Ricky Prohl. Azahir Hakim. And Jeff Wilkins. There's that list. Tyler Matthews says Aeneas Williams. Adam Archuleta. Yeah. Uh, Danny Amendola. Dre Bly. James Laurinaitis. Stop me if you guys want to comment here. Uh, Mike H. Adam Tierman. Oz Hakim. Todd Light. Ernie Conwell. Yeah, Roger there's a Stafford. good one. Oh, here, Joe Garcia, Greg Bell. <laughs> GV. <laughs> here you go. Mike Gumman, who blocked for Eric. Gooman. Gooman? Gooman. Mike Wilcher. I agree with Mike Wilcher. I uh, definitely agree with Wilch, yes. Yeah. Irv Panky. Irv Panky. These are some guys we need to get in the show. Oh, yeah. Um, and Lamar Lundy, uh, the forgotten f- foursome member. I don't know. I haven't forgotten him, but I guess some people have. This one also said Norm Van Brocklin as a 1A. I don't think so. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. We're yeah. almost done, I think. Here. Chase Butler has Steven Jackson, Tommy Pauley, Jeff yeah. Wilkins, Dre Bly, Andy McCollum. This here we go. Clark Bales. Number one, Henry Eller. Number two, Henry Eller. Number three, Henry Eller. <laughs> Number four, Henry Eller. Number five, Henry Eller. And that's a wrap. That's all right under. Is there anybody that we missed? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm I, I mean, you got to put in Doug Smith. Doug Very Smith. underrated center. Yes. How about Gary Jeter? Gary Jeter. 
The Jeep Man, yes, bless his soul. I would also I would also say Leroy Irvin is not given the credit he deserves. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Easy Roy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of players from that from those eighties teams that get forgotten, I think, with all the other drama that was going on in the organization. There's a lot in the eighties teams. Uh let's see here. From the seventies, anybody else comes to mind? No, I think they they said Jack Snow, he was seventies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sixties. Any sixties? Yeah, that's before my time. Yeah, that's right. Right when I was what about getting on this earth. What about Dick Bass? Dick Bass. Dick Bass. Roger Brown. Yeah. The time he was in Dick LA Bass was very was good. Great. Had a chance to meet Dick on a few occasions. Great, great man. Uh, what about Roger Brown? He, one of the final, uh, the first of Force members, but um, kind of forgotten a little bit. I think not in the Hall of Fame. Probably should be. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be truthful, transparency. That's a name that kind of caught me off guard. Like, I missed that one. Let's see. Anybody else can think of? I mean, there again, there are a lot of Rams players who aren't the Hall of Fame. And How about be. John Capaletti? Someone did mention him. Did there. they mention him? Yeah. yeah, they did mention him. Anybody yeah. in the last few years we're, we're forgetting for underrated Rams? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's it. All right, folks. Closing thoughts. Norm, heading over to you first. Got any closing thoughts for us tonight? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm stumbling over my own words. Well, you've been missed, man. You've been missed. I'm not going to lie. We, we miss you. Can't wait to start your show. Not going to lie. Mike, any closing thoughts? No, man. This was uh, this was fun, man. Going back down memory lane, man. This, it was good, good stuff, man. But uh, I, I think ultimately uh, Jared Goff is going to make us all great viewers of the game uh, with a big year he has this year coming up. I, I, what I'm looking forward to is watching Goff prove everybody who's been backing him up and supporting him to be right and himself to be right. I'm looking forward to seeing him shut a lot of mouths this year. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yep, that'd be good. All right, folks, if you follow us on Twitter at TalkRams and Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Rams. Talk and find me, Derek C. Paul, at DC Paul. You can find Mike at one duke 23 and it's been a while since i said this but norm hightower at norm hightower on twitter don't forget us on itunes stitcher soundcloud iHeartRadio, all those places especially iebeatradio.com they air our shows on wednesdays and sundays at 10 a.m pacific time so for the entire rams talk staff this is derek c paul saying take it easy we'll be back with you midweek we're out of here have a great one adios adios amigos This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.